0: are tuned into Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have me, Andrew Ryan, and also Les this guy. Leslie Liao,
1: <laughs> the fun one in the bunch. That,
0: that's true. That is true. I'm not going to uh, deny that. Uh, we have some great uh, topics for you today. Of course, we're going to be talking a little bit about the U.S. elections. Because you say a
1: little bit. I feel like we're going to talk
0: about that one for a little while. Well, I feel like it's here in Taiwan. We can't like... Talk about it more than 50%, right? Okay, that's true. Well, we'll try to keep it to less than 50% of today's show. There is a time of connection, of course. Um, You know, the U.S. election has an impact on pretty much most places in the world. There's a bunch
1: of connections, man. That's all my news stories today.
0: Yeah, all of your... How many news stories did you write about it? Oh, two at least. Two at least. Two
1: directly, like the other two, I think, are marginally
0: affected, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. It's... Yeah. Oh there goes our camera (laughs) so our facebook live uh viewers are getting a special treat right now leslie has now left his seat hopefully the camera is still working can i get all our listeners or the people who are watching our facebook live to uh leave a comment below and tell us uh what you would rate that out of a 10. if you were an olympics judge rating our camera fail our live camera fail for here in taiwan What would you give us? I, uh... I'd give us a 10, but that's just me. (laughs) This is turning out to be a very special moment for here in Taiwan. (sighs) I'm, like, out of breath already. I don't know about you. I I feel like we've been around the world and back. We got our first score.
1: Gino Wong says that was a 12 out of 10, (laughs) which
0: I'll take it. I'll take it. We'll take that, Gino. Thank you. Um, of course, he is a former coworker of ours, so I don't know how much that counts. Oh, that's uh, there's some nepotism there. Yeah, nepotism. A bit of nepotism. We're related. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anybody
1: else have anything to say about that? John Delari says the Cascadian judge gives an
0: 8.5. Ooh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. How about for artistic uh, merit? Because uh, I think execution <laughs> uh, is questionable, but artistic merit, I think, is pretty good. That's pretty natural. Um, but we're gonna go straight into our discussion of yeah. elections where were you when you were watching the elections did you uh, were you anywhere special when you heard the news that uh we have now have a vice president and president elect
1: i'm glad uh you clarified because when you said where were you during the election i'll just be like well i was a lot of places over the past three <laughs> days andrew like over three days i go a lot of places that 72 hour long tuesday right yeah yeah i was um i was at a friend's house when i heard the news okay and um uh, the It was a party And then all of a sudden It got like quiet And then we got like People going like Yes Like people were kind of Cheering about what was going on But then there was a faction Of people who were like quiet Because They weren't so happy what, Well you don't know What you they were know. thinking yeah. Or what's what's happening Yes Yeah but that's where I was
0: Okay I was also at a party um oh. And uh, were yeah Were we at
1: the same party We just didn't know
0: I don't think so <laughs> Okay I'm just checking My party was pretty small I think I would know If you were hiding behind us That's somewhere. true That's true <laughs> Um but yeah no it's interesting um because Taiwan is one of the few places in the world where people kind of kind of like Trump um because he's perceived as being anti China and pro Taiwan yes uh and by default Biden is seen as being pro-China and Mm. anti-Taiwan, it's very important for us to point out that we actually don't know 100% what Biden's policies are. We know what his policies were in the past. He was more uh, kind of friendly towards China, but Mm. we don't know what kind of a president um, and what kind of um, policy he'll have towards China now, because I think the China of now is very different from when he was vice president. The
1: winds have changed, definitely, since he was last in the White House. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, a lot has changed. Um, So, of course, we're going to have to be uh, monitoring that in the coming days um, and weeks. I do want to share with you, however, uh, if you're on Twitter, this is a very interesting analysis coming to us from Lev Nachman, who is a Fulbright Scholar here in Taiwan, Mm. researching small parties in Taiwan. We've had him on the show a couple different times, um, usually talking about... Uh, Taiwanese political parties. um, But he has some interesting analysis that I think is worth taking into consideration about how stories about the U.S. election are being perceived here in Taiwan. Mm. Um, And he says that there's um, concern about people spreading fake news about Biden, in particular from the Falun Gong websites like Epoch Times and New Tang Dynasty, Oh, wow. So, of course, uh, the, the Falun Gong, they have a very vested interest in anything that is anti-PLA, uh, or uh, not China. sorry, anti-CCP, anti- CCP, mm. the, the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, of course, because they've been deemed a, a cult, uh, and they say that their members are persecuted in China. So, um, now, also, Lev says that both green and blue media frame Trump as being pro-China and Biden as being... Uh, sorry, as being anti China and Biden as being pro China, which is interesting. Like I think pretty much most people have fallen into that binary because I think it's an easy binary to play out in a news yeah. story, right? When I mean, you
1: boil it down like that, right, then you see why Taiwan is the number one, you know, they're the only it's the only country in Asia that supports Trump. When you boil it down to just that, you're making it a one dimensional type thing.
0: Yeah, and I think people are looking for quick and easy narratives, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, And again, we don't necessarily know what Biden will be like as a president. Um, But there's a case to be made for a stronger U.S. being uh, a better kind of uh, deterrent to China than potentially a weaker uh, United States under a Trump presidency, because, of course, Trump pulled the United States out of many international organizations. Um, Now, media literacy is very important here. We saw a lot of fake news during the, the Taiwan elections at the beginning of the year in January. Yeah. A lot of fake news, big concern, not just in the US and other countries, but also here in Taiwan. But what's interesting is Lev Nachman was saying um, that people are, uh, that the people that were raising the alarm about fake news during the Taiwan election are actually part of the problem now, spreading fake news about the US election. Really? Yeah. He
1: said that. (laughs) Yes. Isn't that interesting and ironic?
0: Isn't it I I think Alanis Morissette would agree with you there, Leslie? It's like rain <laughs> on your wedding day. Which is not ironic at all. Right? Uh, if you really think about it, irony.
1: Well, yeah, but like it's just it, it just goes back to that whole serving political purposes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So when a lot of people say that um Joe Biden is one way or maybe Trump is one way or the other, the thing is we saw what Trump was like over the past four years. He has been he has not been shy about letting people know what he's about. The thing is, I really don't think you can trust what anything says about anybody during election time, like campaign time.
0: That, that's a concern. Like, yeah. we don't know what is true and what is not true. Um, it's really hard to assess. I mean, we can determine what his position would be based on, you know, the things, the choices that he's made during his four years in office. Yeah. It's a little harder with Biden because he, you know, hasn't been in office uh since he was vice president right he
1: wasn't in as prominent of a position either you know
0: Mm, that's true that's true a lot of the uh, things that happened during the obama administration you could say was was obama's decision yeah although they did seem to work pretty closely together so i would assume that they were both on board Mm -hmm. with uh the decisions made during the obama presidency um yeah so elections i'm just glad that things are over did you do? Did oh, you yeah. feel like a weight off yourself?
1: Oh yeah, it's like the, finally, man, about time.
0: And I have to say too, like you know, I'm American, right? So I feel it as you know, a very distinctly American issue. Um, I do know that that a lot of other people from other countries around the world, you know, we have German coworkers here. Oh we, yeah, 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 I was talking with some <laughs> Canadian workout friends, uh, you know, people I go to the gym with. Uh, Everybody, it seems to be, you know, it seems to be watching this election because it affects their countries oh, as well.
1: A uh, German lady sitting outside her office, Eva, when we, when the election just was going off, she was even more nervous than I was. Like, <laughs> losing she was, sleep, yeah. she was certainly losing sleep. Um, she was pacing around her office, like, she was pacing around <laughs> her office. She, I, she'd go to the kitchen just. For the reasons of getting the jitters out of her, I was just like, Ava, you got to just chill out, you know? She's just like, I'm so nervous. I'm like,
0: don't worry about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I want to, as an American, I would like to apologize to everyone, you know, on behalf of, you know, the United States kind of taking over uh, all the news coverage of everything during the U.S. presidential election, the longest one in history. Is it the um, longest one in history? I mean, I think so. Although, I guess, you know, the two thousand Al Gore versus George W. Bush that dragged out until December. Yeah. Hopefully, this will not drag out into de- December. Um, knock on wood. Do we have any wood? No, I don't think. No not. wood? I, d- Fake knock. wood? Fake wood? Th- I'm not sure. There's a case to be made.
1: <laughs> Is that wood up there? I don't know. Do you have an like, implant that I don't know about?
0: Nah, hard to say. Um. At any rate, uh, did you do anything to celebrate like not having to think about this at least for you know twenty four hours a day?
1: No, the next day was my dad's birthday, so we just we hung out with him.
0: Happy birthday! Yeah. Uh, what should I call him, Mister Liao?
1: Yeah, good Charles. Mr. Charles Liao. Go ahead.
0: Okay, I don't know. If, are we on a first name basis? Um, I'm, I'm on
1: a first base first name basis with your parents. So that's right. So yes, it's only fair.
0: Happy birthday, Charles. Um, <laughs> do we have anything else? To, oh, you know what I did today? What you do to get rid of all the like a little cleanser from le- the elections. Le- le- keep Cleanse the palate? What will we do? Cleanse, palate cleanser, brain cleanser. Um, I climbed a mountain. This today? Yes, this morning. Before you came to the office, before I came to the office, wow, I got up early you, today. You are productive. I wouldn't say that. You late. are productive. I'm very productive, but not very productive.
1: I don't know, man. Like no one's, no one's, cl- I'm no one in my house is climbing mountains in the morning.
0: Well, certainly okay. I'm not. Well, I was supposed to be working out, and then me and my workout buddies decided to climb a mountain. This How bed. is
1: that not a workout? Oh,
0: it was. <laughs> there you go. It was a big calf and glute workout. Um, <laughs> and glute workout. I don't think anybody really wants to know about this. do you guys want to know about that leave a message below yes so if you're l- watching us live on facebook leave a message below uh, for those of you who are listening via radio many apologies for everything that's happened already in today's mm. show especially the part where we um we we toppled our camera mm. at the very beginning of our broadcast that was a fun that, that was, was a fun one that was a fun one that, that was a first down the books. that was a first definitely um only made for the big screen i think um but available on your small screen did you like that? I cut it off when we got to like nearly 50% of our show. I was like, all right, done with elections. Done with elections. So that is half the
1: show, election talk.
0: Yes. Um, Yes. So comment. Tell us what you think. Uh, We'd love to know your thoughts on um, our coverage of the elections. Did we talk about it too much in our show? Mm. Uh, Are you sick of it yet? Have you been inundated in your part of the world watching election news? Uh, What is going on? Uh, let us know what you think and uh, we'll be sharing some of your thoughts in just a moment yeah um so we have a next story here which um i don't know if i can read that out on the air <laughs> you i don't know you're the you're the you're the radio man uh, fancy something lunch boxes right this is leslie's words not mine so i I mean
1: you know i have the best words yes i have the
0: good words yes he has many (laughs) he has all the good words
1: um yeah so one of the things that we like to eat in taiwan are bento boxes
0: which Mm. is lunch boxes
1: which is basically um it's rice with an assortment of vegetables and maybe like a meat yeah, something. a main dish. Yeah, unless it's dish. vegetarian,
0: in which case there's no meat. There's right. no meat. Yeah, right. I should. Can I jump in here? Yeah, go ahead. So bento boxes—that's the Japanese word for it. So you mm. you may have heard of bento boxes before, little compartments, yes. right? Like lunchroom tray, except nicer and with lid. Yes. Um, bian dang. thats how we say it in Chinese. Yeah. So we all call him dang, now. Yeah, that's yeah. we we call him yeah. dang, No okay. worries. Or bentong. bìndāng, bìndāng. Taiwanese. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So what happens is, uh, one of the one of the places or one of the companies in taiwan that is most closely associated with um bento boxes are is the railway system
0: really it's the train yeah, yeah. Train See, system, i you know right? that you know that
1: you you ride more trains than i do and um what happens is people would just take like these six seven hour rides from like taipei in the north to like gaucheng in the south that's a whole day off right so that's like seven or eight hours and you got to eat when you're up there so back in the day what happened is you buy a bento box you got on the train and then your day is just committed to transportation. <laughs> it's all transportation all the time.
0: I remember when I first came to Taiwan, my, my train ride from Taipei to Taidong was eight hours.
1: Oh, my. That you, is
0: so long. It's so long. And for the record, you can do that in about four now, right? Three and a the, half, four? Three and a half. Don't you yeah, don't you make half. it in three and a half? I think three and a half. With the Puyumas? Puyuma Express. Yeah, yeah. Because...
1: Yes. These are like I guess train technology is amazing now.
0: Yes, they have. So on the West Coast we do high speed rail, yeah. super fast. Uh, on the East Coast because it's very curvy, lots of curves in the line, they have these tilting cars. It so the banks, car, car, right? Like, yeah, 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 banks around the bends, so you don't have to slow down.
1: That's that's so, it's like that's so it blows my mind. Like gravity is no longer an issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can say grav, like by gravity, we're we're done with you. Like that is amazing. Anyway, back to the topic of bento boxes is that um, the Formosa Railroad holds an annual bento festival, and this is the sixth iteration. And it opened up last week at uh, Taipei Main Station, and they have some specially designed box meals um, from local hotels, which, you know, which is a good, a good thing because hotels have been suffering. The hospitality in- uh, industry has been suffering due to the COVID-19 uh, virus, And we also have foreign railway companies, would you believe it? Wait, what? Yeah, foreign railway companies are getting uh, in on this piece of action.
0: So they're like it's a it's like kind of a joint venture with the TRA, the Taiwan Railway Authority, or the High Speed Rail Authority.
1: Yeah, the the, the TRA. So this the uh, Taiwan Railway Authority uh, Administration, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, And like they said last year, twenty seven railway companies and uh, related businesses from five countries took part. And if you just look at this, usually when you get a bento, it's like. A box. It's like a, a paper box.
0: Like a balsa wood box. Yeah, yeah. 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 And
1: then you got or the paper. rice in it. Yeah. Sometimes they get fancy, but this is the most amazing thing. It looks like a locomotive. It looks like Back to the Future 3, the end of Back to the Future 3. Do you remember that movie?
0: I do remember that movie. And then,
1: like, they just turned that into a lunchbox.
0: That's amazing! Yeah,
1: you you can see uh, you can see Michael J. Fox just running uh, running on top of that thing.
0: That's cool. I want one of those lunchboxes. Yeah, I would definitely get into that. That
1: would be a good Feast Meets West for your show, huh? That would be. I but, have done that. Like but, the intricacy of that box just blows my mind. It's a locomotive.
0: Is that made out of plastic? What is that? It does look like it's plastic. It's reusable. Yeah, so you could like maybe give it to somebody as your kids. Oh, and or, this
1: was designed by a Japanese company. Fun Turbo railway.
0: Fun wait is there a swiss one Uh, there's offerings from switzerland and france a glacier express sticky rice dumpling and a mont blanc express dessert box respectively that sounds amazing i want a mont blanc dessert i that's the one with the chestnuts right
1: when you tell me about mont blanc i just think of the pen
0: oh right well yeah (laughs) maybe they could give you a pen while they're at it
1: maybe um they say only 30 to 250 of these boxes are available per day Prices range from sixty-five new Taiwan dollars, which is about two dollars US, mm-hmm. to five hundred new Taiwan dollars, which is about twenty US dollars. Mm. That's substantial.
0: That is substantial. Yeah. That is definitely substantial. So hey, we want to say hi to Mosrur Zunaid, who's watching from Bangladesh. Please let me know if I said your name correctly. Um, also, when we we're talking about cleansers, palate yeah. cleansers, or post-election cleansers, Jen Dilari says says um, Velvet Cake. Ooh, that's oh a good one. yes why,
1: why why not you know what
0: I mean I need a daily cleanser of velvet <laughs> cake um, but don't tell my doctor she says we will try not to do that red velvet cake is what that is um i had something else to add how are we doing on time we're doing good we're doing about five minutes okay five more minutes of this um i wanted to say you're talking about um the Baofu Xing Liyo, yeah uh, which is called what revenge tourism Reve- i did a little revenge tourism over the weekend what'd you do what'd you go i got a hotel room for the night i was like i'm so stressed out i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go to ban chao i'm gonna go to this 20 30 story hotel get one of the rooms to the top floor i'm gonna show you the view from you this. just chilled
1: I I respect that so much. I was
0: like, I was on Friday afternoon. I was like, I got to get out of here. I mixed up a thermos of gin and tonics, (laughs) Uh. (laughs) booked a hotel room, like, lazed by the pool, Uh um, and then enjoyed the view. view I'm glad
1: you did it on Friday because it it has gotten cold now.
0: It was the perfect day to do it, really. Um, So, but check out this view. Let me give you a horizontal view shazam yeah wow look at that sky that is not what the sky looked like today the sky was all gloomy yeah this this is definitely friday like almost pre-typhoon skies oh wow i'm really crooked on that sorry it's okay um but you could see dinosaur you could see the mountains north of taipei 26th floor um i would like to promote the hotel but i can't now how
1: far is said hotel
0: from your place of residence um it was a 20 minute uber ride (laughs) (laughs) that's fine i mean you know i'm not proud i'm not too proud to admit that there's
1: no no you there's no okay so like i respect anybody who can do stuff like that like um i have friends who can't eat by themselves at a restaurant what yeah they're just like i can't do it i don't i can't do it by myself I'm just why like, can't
0: you do it by yourself i do
1: it all the time like i did it
0: before we had smartphones <laughs> that's saying something i mean you're just like i would bring a book like a magazine yeah, bring a magazine flipping through i'm sure if it. it was like oh look at that poor dude uh, he doesn't have any friends oh no and the answer was yes he didn't but that's okay i actually enjoy i really you know what i have done lately what'd you do i go to movies by myself Oh, that's
1: fine. This is the that it's new dark it's prevention quiet. stuff, man. that's you're
0: good, dude. I mean, you're not talking to people anyway. Yeah, so you're
1: being safe. Yeah, you uh, you're, you're propping up the movie industry, <laughs> like you. How that is nothing but a win. <laughs>
0: propping up the movie. Industry. Yeah, just just a single hand. You are way. the one man propping one, up every movie right now, <laughs> one Andrew. movie at a time. I actually did see a movie the other day. I'm going to give you a movie review next week in our show. I promise. Oh, hold me to that, okay? I think we have time for one more topic what do you think leslie we do uh and he has put this as wait what lady who splashed red paint on former president lee's portrait has been charged yeah I remember that. So she,
1: uh, you know, Lee Deng-hui passed away and he was a very monumental democratic figure in Taiwan's history. Um, He was important for the democratization of Taiwan. He implemented popular elections. He restructured the the legislative system that we have here. And uh, many people see him as this, you know, upstanding guy, but not... All people do, mm. including this one lady, uh, Zhen Hui Tsong. She's a veteran entertainer. And during the public memorial service of Li Denghui, she actually grabbed a bucket of red paint and splashed it all over his portrait.
0: Not the way to express your political feelings, yeah. I
1: mean, the thing is, like, you can have you know political disagreements, you know, you absolutely that's just with a part of being a society, part of being human. You know, I draw the line at at desecrating a death memorial, yeah, like I, mean, I, I use that word very you know um intentionally, very yeah. deliberately, yeah, yeah, um to desecrate, especially when they're not around anymore, like this is in remembrance, if you don't want to do it, if you don't want to like acknowledge that, you just gotta kind of clench your fist, clench your teeth, and just kind of sit down um This happened on August fourteenth, and now the Taipei district prosecutor's office said they uh will indict her. Um, she was, she's going to be charged with interfering with a public memorial and could face a fine of up to 9,000 New Taiwan dollars, which is about 200 U.S. dollars, or she can face six months in prison. She was also charged with destruction of private property, which carries a fine of up to 15,000 New Taiwan dollars, close to about 450 U.S. dollars actually right now. Actually, the New Taiwan dollars is pretty strong, so it's not even 450 U.S. dollars, um, and another six months in prison. I don't know if she can serve that concurrently. But, um, yeah, that's what it looks like right now.
0: I think it's important for people to know that that's not okay and to have strict rules on that, and I'm glad that they figured out what to do in um, that scenario.
1: Yeah, so the uh, last thing was where President Lee's memorial was was the Taipei Guest House. Now, that is a uh, cultural heritage um, site, right, in Taipei City, and she actually, uh, her when she splashed paint, it got on a pillar. Oh, And that carries no. with it. Insane charges. We're talking about 20 million new Taiwan doll- uh, dollars in fines. Whoa. And a uh, sent jail sentence of up to five years. But because they cannot prove or it is unclear as to whether she intended to uh, splash, on the splash it on the column, they can't charge her with that.
0: They can't charge her with that. Yeah. So it might have been unintentional splashing, but she shouldn't have been splashing there anyway.
1: Yeah. And then, and then, Zheng, oh, this is the same lady that slapped the culture minister. <gasps> She I didn't realize that the culture minister did you not see that before yes like, I did okay so the culture minister was at an event and then she was like cheersing people and then all of a sudden some lady just comes up and slaps her and that was oh it's this lady oh wow. Wow.
0: Wow, wow wow so yeah she has some bones to pick mm. I think is the idiom we're looking for bones to pick bones to pick mm. It's another food metaphor <laughs> I feel bad because some people are writing and asking us why we're talking about food um especially jendolari at two two in the morning when you can't buy a bento box you
1: hungry andrew
0: i am actually (laughs) um leslie just did give me a a cookie so i appreciated that but that didn't really do it i think i might need to go get some more can we call them cleansers if it's just Get more cleansers (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness um well we want to thank everybody for joining us today yes um any other comments? That's about it. That's keep it keep it easy. That's about it. I like that. <laughs> That's <me> a good <laughs> ending. For here in Taiwan, I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Lau. Uh, stay tuned. Much more coming your way here on RTI.
2: country this is the sound of taiwan
0: taiwan a small island with a whole world of sounds Hello and
1: welcome to Hashtag Taiwan, I'm your host Leslie Liao, thank you so much for joining me. This week's episode features something of a homegrown meme, now a homegrown meme isn't something we get very often on Hashtag Taiwan, but when it does I like to jump on the opportunity. Now the last homegrown memes we had I believe were the Miyazaki memes, and that was a fun one. But this week's feature tries to go past the visual aspects of meme and tries to go into sound. What on earth do I mean? Well, stick around and find out because it's all coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan. I wanna to talk to you about this GIF. Now, even though there's no sound, some people say they can hear an impact whenever the power tower slams back down on the ground.
2: Rhyme time, y'all!
1: Power tower, power tower, power tower, power tower,
3: power tower!
1: If you're one of the people that can make out the audio in this silent picture, then you're not alone. Research suggests that people have something called visual ears. Essentially, your brain just fills in the quiet parts of a picture with no sound. Now, social media in Taiwan caught on to this scientific oddity and made a trend of it. Introducing the hashtag challenge. What does that mean? It translates into the hashtag write a sentence with built-in audio challenge. Basically, it asks social media users to use nothing but words to evoke sounds in people. For example, the Radio Taiwan International Chinese Language Service wrote, "Lights Why? Because this is what RTI's classic jingle sounds like. People familiar with the RTI call sign probably would have heard that in their heads when they read the post. So now that you got the gist of this trend, I'm gonna share with you a few entries that I found interesting. A parenting Facebook page shared a few sentences that seven-year-old Leslie can hear said in his mother's stern voice, the most chilling of which is, 我数到三, which means, I'm gonna count to three. Let's get political. The Ministry of Defense came up with this sentence that looks like a warning. If you recognize it, you probably hear it as a fighter pilot's voice over a
2: walkie-talkie.
1: Get it? Because China has been making so many incursions into Taiwanese airspace lately, that people are getting used to hearing that line over and over again on the news? Here's a favorite of mine. Taipei City Councilman Wang Sijian poked fun at himself by posting the words over my dead body. Why? Because in 2014, Wong got famous for trying to block someone from entering the legislature. He said anyone getting past him would be doing so.
3: Over my dead body! Over my dead body! Over my dead body!
1: So just by reading the words over my dead body, a lot of people can hear him saying A majority of this challenge is song lyrics, sounds, popular phrases, and product slogans. You get the idea. But before I go, I'm going to leave you with my entry into this challenge. It's going to be on the screen right now. If those words evoke a sound in you, then we're good. If not, then you need to watch my show more. Like and subscribe. And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I do hope you enjoyed that episode. Don't forget, Hashtag Taiwan is part of Taiwan Insider, an online news magazine you can watch at facebook.com slash taiwaninsider. Most usually, Hashtag is a video segment, so you get a fuller picture if you watch it online. Anyway, if you guys have any more additional comments or questions or even suggestions, you're more than welcome to shoot us a message at facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International or facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. I check those inboxes quite regularly, and if you want to say hi, go ahead and do it there. Anyway, until next week, stay happy, stay safe, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon.
0: This,
3: this is, is Status, Status Update. Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lynn. I'm John Ventriest. Okay, we're gonna get to your letters. Letters to you writers, and let us know what programs you listened to in this past week, and um, just the good and bad, and how the reception was, and everything. But uh, before we get to the letters, and we have quite a few today. <laughs> Um, We're going to update our status a little bit here. So I was at a, it's a a factory, well, yeah, it's a factory turned um, tourism factory. Yeah, we have a number of these here in Taiwan. Yeah, slash museum. They're factories that you can tour. Right. Basically. Yeah, and it's uh, over in Xinzhou. And you oh. know where Sing, what to is famous for? It's famous for
2: a number of things. Number being of things. very windy. Very windy. It's famous also in terms of cuisine. I would say for well, probably the most famous is its thin little rice noodles that they hang in the wind yeah. to dry traditionally.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is right. Yep. That is right. You know I was going to get to a food topic, uh. huh? <laughs> So that's exactly where I went. And it's a pretty old place. Um, you know, I think it's got quite a history. Usually, I think that most, um, what do you call it, tourism factories, they kind of like redo, you know, the kind of like, you know, give them themselves a facelift but not this particular place you know that's
2: nice it's authentic then
3: i I guess so i guess so i was hoping to find like really you know really fancy kind of place but it was it was nice we did not make um these thin rice noodles from scratch which i thought we would (laughs) i guess it would have been intense but um they actually made them for us but we just had to kind of like divide a whole like batch you know, it's like messy batch of um, these rice noodles, and then and then kind of like separate them into nice twelve smaller uh, batches. It's like bundles, really. Bundles. So that we can put them in
2: looped around themselves.
3: Right. And, well, we, we loop around our hands. We were told to loop around our hands.
2: Yeah. And, if you had made it from scratch, I mean, I understand. Letting making them dry takes a while. Like, like I said, they used to hang them out to dry in the you're wind.
3: You're right. And we did see these um, holes it's very on windy. the outside, <laughs> and which I, and I thought that we were gonna make you know rice noodles and they will be dried in you know in the wind and that that kind of thing. But I guess I would have been there for days on end before you, I can really
2: probably <laughs> not that long. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, thankfully, like I said, um, I think it's probably like the geog- local geography, its position. Yeah, between very you. windy.
3: But anyway, so we actually made, you know, the 12, you know, smaller batches. And then and then they would go into sort of like a, a dryer, mm-hmm. a dryer.
2: So they don't hang them in the wind. No. It's mass production. So
3: they were dried in a matter of, you know, minutes, I guess. So then we got them back and then we're supposed to stuff them in these little packs. And then we... Use this um, sealer, mm-hmm. and then we seal them ourselves. All twelve oh. of them, each one of them. So that that, that was that, and we bring we get to take them home, and they're actually pretty good, and because they don't put any preservatives in them. Right. So if we don't eat them within the first three days, we're supposed to put them in the freezer, and oh. I still have a few packs in the freezer. Okay. And they come with uh, these um, um, flavoring packs, and so they're actually good. Um, really not bad. Hmm. Um, usually. They say that these rice vermicelli or you know thin rice noodles are not good for those who have a weak stomach like Why me. Why that? I don't know. Do you have a you weak know, stomach. I a, yeah, I do. <laughs> I always have stomach problems. Um, I didn't know that. Well, oh, well, now you do. I knew that
2: you had knee problems, but that's...
3: <laughs> I have all kinds of problems. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't we all? Don't
3: we all? <laughs> no, you shouldn't be saying that. I'm older than you, <laughs> so much older than you. We should be saying that, John. Uh. Okay. Now the thing was that these rice um, noodles um, they didn't have any preservatives in them, so they're 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 good. They're they're you know good for my hmm. stomach okay. so i didn't have any problems oh so it the preservatives otherwise. that bother you yeah because well actually what it is is they would add preservatives and they will mix it's not 100 percent rice you know based noodles hmm. they would add other stuff
2: but that doesn't and agree with maybe
3: you. yeah that's the thing and you huh. never know what they add them to, so that's, oh, that's why. not good yeah store-bought well, ones are can't you, read you the can ingredients never list? know list so <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah just read true. the ingredients list i guess maybe i should cross check and see what um, it is that i'm allergic to or something so um
2: was it windy while you were there because it has a reputation for all this wind and i've been there not a whole lot but maybe two or three times but and it's never been windy at all and i just wonder where does that come from everyone says it
3: about that that i think the only time i really felt the windy part about the city was years ago when we were actually in xin city And we were walking down the streets, crossing the street, and that, I really felt like a strong mm. gust, you know. Okay. And that's about it. And
2: yeah. were they um, very pushy for you to buy stuff at the gift shop at this tourism factory? Because no. I've been to other ones in Taiwan where I was like, this is kind of very uh-uh. kitchen. Because
3: we made more stuff with rice. We made mochi. Oh, okay. You know, and then we made um, tangyuan, like these small uh, rice balls that you, you can put in a soup. In a soup. Sweet or right. savory. Sweet There's or different savory, kinds. right. And we made these Gui, um, which is like oh, also the 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 outside is made of rice, but the inside, these, if it's savory.
2: So these are um, usually. I think they're traditionally served tra- on on a uh, happy occasions. Happy traditional. Occasions, like, They're very old school. Maybe they're when, made of yeah. They're made of rice, rice, and they get their name by from the fact that they are red. So they dye them red, which is a lucky color. Right. Uh, I guess using some kind of natural. Actually, dye. the one we
3: made was pink. Oh really? Not red. Yeah.
2: And, and they're then, shaped like a turtle.
3: Because you you press them onto a mold.
2: They have a mold, and it's
3: like the you know the the shell, right. Backside of um, yeah. Sometimes of, of a turtle.
2: very elaborately um, designed molds. They're very pretty, yeah. and uh, the turtle uh, is a symbol of longevity, longevity. And long life. So it's all just very happy occasions. I think. Yeah. I don't. I don't We really don't see them too often anymore. But I know in the old days they were uh, they yeah. always served. at You know.
3: So, anyway, of course, we had a lunch there, and there was definitely a huge, you know, dish of the rice. Of rice noodles. <laughs> noodles? No, that was the only one, but it actually was good, you know. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it was like a one-day, you know, event, and uh, we took a tour bus there.
2: Did you have the meatballs, too? is famous for that combo.
3: Yes, we did have a soup bowl with uh, the meatball. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. Oh. <laughs> I've had better ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But um. anyway. Depends where so, you go. I know, really. Yeah. Anyway, so that was really neat, you know, visiting a tourism factory.
2: I know Andrew's uh, been to one that the Taiwan Beer Factory. Oh. Like, that's another that one. That would have been
3: nice. I went to
2: one where they made, like, I don't even know what they made. It was some yeah. kind of, you didn't even get to see them making it. It was kind of like, this was not as advertised.
3: Well, you know what? I think I enjoyed more the last time I went to the one to make lei cha. Oh, it's the haka, you it's know. A, it's, a, it's a sort of a uh, very special kind uh, of kind of uh, tea. It's yeah, called it's, tea, but it's really, it's more, really like, more like uh,
2: a, it's a porridge. Uh, uh, um, I don't it's know, a
3: smoothie. No, wow, no. You smoothie is have,
2: a good description. Yeah, actually. it's it's, that, it's made. You take all all these different types of grains, right? And you take a mortar and yum, pestle and yum, spend. It, smells so good. it takes forever to grind it into. They said I was really good at pounding I was the awful. They had to help me. Yeah, And It becomes very fine. Yeah, and you sort of. Take this powder, the resulting powder, and it's 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 serve it in hot water. Yes, yes. Very nutritious.
3: Ah, That was a better experience, I thought. Anyway, but there's lots of these uh, places around. So many, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all right. Enough said about uh, these thin rice vermicelli or rice noodles. Yeah, getting me hungry. um, (laughs) Okay, that's always does it whenever we talk about food, doesn't it? Anyway, let's get to letters. So we always love to hear from you. Just, you know, write us letters. Just tell us what programs you listen to. So if you are someone who likes to use paper and pen, the address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. If you
2: prefer email, you can also reach us at rti at rti.org.tw. And please do remember to keep your comments coming our way on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. We really look forward to seeing what you have to say.
3: Yes, that is right. And this first letter is coming to us from Roger Tidy of England. It says, hello again. Here in England, we are about to enter a second lockdown. Oh, yes.
2: Ay, Ay
3: starting on 5th of November and lasting for a month. This follows a significant rise in COVID infections throughout the UK, although it is not clear whether all parts of the country will follow England's example and order a similar lockdown. Wales, for example, has already had a two-week lockdown and may not wish to extend it. My report this time is for your broadcast of October 31st. Your internet audio was excellent. And, um... First thing he said, my favorite program in this day's broadcast was Curious John, which contained an interesting interview with a Burmese immigrant to Taiwan who has integrated well into Taiwanese society and now earns her living as an interpreter and Burmese language teacher at a number of Taiwanese primary schools. I also enjoyed Ear to the Ground. In this week's edition of the program, Andrew spoke about a champion spinning top performer who is famous not only for skill in manipulating the tops, but in creating gigantic heavyweight tops, one of which weighs a massive 60 kilograms wow. that Andrew was not able to lift. Oh, my goodness. I also enjoyed listening to this week's edition of Feast Meets West, which, as Andrew and Ellen pointed out, coincided with a rare tripartite conjunction of Halloween, full moon, and blue moon. The highlight of the show was Andrew's interview with the founders of the Moon Lab Food com- uh, Company, which specializes in plant-based dairy products. I also heard newsmakers, which focused on Tom's health minister, Chen Shizhong, in the context of his recent decision to allow the importation of U.S. pork products. This item was interesting, but I felt that it was a little too long. Well, best wishes. Roger Tidey, thank you so much.
2: We have a letter here from Shin Makimuro that's coming to us from Japan. It says, uh, I wish to report reception of your station, Radio Taiwan International. Here are the details of the program. The date is November 5th, and the time is 0300 to 0334 UTC on 15320 kilohertz." Uh, it says here, I started to receive your station, and that was at, at, at 0300 hours. I started to receive your station. Uh, there was the opening music, the station announcement. Uh, it looks like I read the news that day. And um, after that, there was an episode of Here in Taiwan. Uh, it looks like Natalie Tso was hosting it. Um, and you and Paula were both there, apparently. Mm -hmm. It says that you discussed Taiwan's cat warrior, which I thought was President Tsai Ing-wen, but it says, because she's known for her love of cats, but it says in here that you talked about instead Xiaobi Kim, who is Taiwan's representative to the United States. I know she took cats with her, but I didn't... I don't know who's the, more, the, the bigger cat lover. It's hard to say. Uh-huh. Um, a man who was fined for tearing up lots of money. I mean, they could have given it to me, you know. Um, <laughs> and a yeah. Taiwanese dude, what, why was that?
3: Okay. he it, Things weren't going well for him. Like, you know, finding an a, apartment and getting a job. So out of rage he and he regretted it afterwards. His... Yeah, he just lost it and just tore, tore up all these so, uh, okay. $1,000 bills and $100 bills. Oh, wow. That's a lot yeah. of money.
2: and yeah. um, ta- He got fined. Wow. Mm. He Well, he could have taped the money back together and tried to pay it that <laughs> way. Uh, there was an item also about a man who was, uh, who a ta- sorry, Taiwanese Beetle Nut Beauties who have made their way into Brazilian comics. What's yes. That? Well, um, he's a
3: Brazilian and, he's been in town for quite kind of some time and yeah, he's um, portraying about this, um, Was well, it's young, fictional, about this betel nut beauty who's a single mom. The
2: young yeah. women who sell betel nut, which is a stimulant that uh, oh, yeah. some people a chew. Of, yes. It's kind of gross. It leaves it it gross. disgusting red marks red everywhere. Red yes, right. Um, and t- TSMC, our semiconductor manufacturing company, uh, has started hiring for a job in a U- U.S. location. And there was also a nice heartwarming story about high school kids and a policeman. It involved instant noodles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it says here that the SIMPO was 45444. However, he listened remotely from a location in the Philippines. It says, I couldn't hear your station today, so I reported on the reception using my web SDR. I was hoping for a frequency change in the schedule but it was a shame that it didn't change. In Taiwan, there was news about the amount of plastic use that has been increasing in recent years, and while this is an issue that Japan needs to work on in the future, I think it is a very difficult problem how to switch from plastic products that are so widely used. Today, I noticed on your Facebook page that you can see what's going on in the studio of here in Taiwan. As I can listen to this program while watching the expressions, like on our faces, Uh Uh, it's double the fun. I hope you find my reception report to be of some use. If the details are correct, please verify with a QSL verification card. Yours sincerely, Shin Makino.
3: All right. Okay, I've got a letter here from Sunil Deep of India. Um, it says here, this is your friend from India who is your faithful listener and contacting you since 1980s. Oh, thank you so much. I'm sending my two reception reports for September and October and would appreciate your beautiful QSL cards. No problem. It is really great news to note that there has been no infections of COVID-19 as of date. Uh, we've had but that we've only ones. had. Yes, important ones. But no local cases Yeah, no local. Yeah, right, local. Um, as of date, we've only had 563 uh, confirmed cases in our country, whereas the countries in Europe have doubled in five weeks. This clearly indicates that the people are being imparted proper awareness by educating them in time. Um, in my country, the number of affected patients are a decreasing trend, whereas in my place, Calicut in Kerala State, the number shows an increase per day. Status Update is a very popular program where the listeners from all corners of the world meet each Tuesday, which is presented by the host in a friendly manner. We're very friendly. <laughs> Just the Classics is also my favorite program in which I'm hearing so many Taiwan songs on Wednesdays. I would like to for you to answer the following question. Is international flights running in our country? Uh, some, some I've heard have resumed. Some, um, yes.
2: Actually, we're near the a domestic airport that has a handful of international flights. I've seen some Japanese airplanes coming in and out recently. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
3: yeah. Some, some, not all, but some. Yes, a few. All right. Well, thank you so much. That's the New Deep of India.
2: We have a letter here from M Braille, who is writing to us from uh, Malaysia. It says here, Dear friends at Radio Taiwan International, please find below three reception reports for the month of November 2020. Your verification QSLs would again be very much appreciated. Stay safe, stay, stay strong, and keep the radio broadcast coming. It says here, well, let's see. The first report is dated October 2nd for November. Oh, okay. It says the first one is from October 2nd. Time monitored was 1620 to 0400 UTC. The broadcast time was 1600 to 1700 UTC. The frequency was 6185 kilohertz. All fours in terms of reception quality. There was atmospheric noise and slight fade, but audible and clear content. You heard here in Taiwan, uh, that was us, actually, that day. We talked about a piñata, which I still find very bizarre. Jukebox um, Republic was after that. That was hosted by you. You highlighted the Government Tourism Department's effort to promote a food, mu- a food museum. Oh, vermic- yep. that rice noodles again.
3: Yes, that's right.
2: Um, the second report is for November 3rd. This was from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz reception was better that day it was all fives uh there was here in taiwan hey we were both on that episode too Mm -hmm. um we talked about feeding monkeys fruit and an anniversary of a confucian academy and Hakka food then we have one from november 4th which was from 0300 to 0400 utc on 15320 kilohertz reception that day was better all fives uh, there was status update. Update. We read uh, letters from Japan, India, the UK, and the USA, and we talked about my bunny hey. and um, snowball. Yeah, um, and there after that was uh, the closure of the episode. Uh, that was read by Leslie Liao. So that comes to us once again from Embrail of
3: Malaysia great and that's all the time we have for your letters. we love so much to hear from you and thank you for the writing us but please do keep writing us and let us know what programs you've listened to, what you think about them, we'd we'll like to hear from you Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our
2: email address is rti at rti.org.tw and you can always find us on Facebook and YouTube We look forward to reading your comments there
3: Alright, until next week, I'm Shirley Lin I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye Bye <laughs> The Overseas Community Affairs Council is encouraging overseas journalists to report on the contributions Taiwanese have made to the world so that the world can see Taiwan. The OCAC is launching the Chinese Language Journalism Award for Overseas Media. Journalists can compete for two awards, the Print and Digital Report Award and the Broadcast Report Award. Entries that showcase in-depth professional reporting Have the chance to win two thousand five hundred US dollars. The deadline is November thirtieth. Go to www.ocac.gov.tw for details.
1: Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz in South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.